You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 33, Snap, Crackle, Pop. Stop it! You're squeezing her too hard! You want hard? I'll give you hard. The crow clamped his hands around Jet's neck, causing Jet to bite his wrist. Ah, you filthy, miserable! Jet squirmed out of his grasp, ran to Cassie, and leaped into her arms. The crow stormed across the room, holding his hand throbbing with the blood from Jet's bite. I will destroy you! Cassie fled in terror. The look in the crow's eyes was terrible enough, but all the yelling and commotion brought more icemen. More icemen with more Rottweilers and more guns. Adding to Cassie's confusion was all the noise chattering in her earbuds. Commands from the Emperor's intel service squawked, and panicky questions bounced among me, myself, and I, Sly and Assam, still stuck in the calm hub. On top of all that, an alarm had been triggered, echoing over loudspeakers at a deafening volume. Take stairwell G4. Repeat, take stairwell G4. Who, who said that? The voice was so distorted over Cassie's earbuds, she couldn't tell whether it was someone from the Emperor's intel service or the Crow's security guards. She had no time to think, so she dashed around a corner, saw a sign for G4, and scrambled down the stairs. Assam and me, myself, and I were also hearing messages in their earbuds. Exit comm hub immediately. Repeat, exit comm hub immediately. When Cassie got to the bottom of the stairwell, she pressed the handle on the door labeled G4. She ran down another corridor, this one painted bright red with stenciled black letters and numbers, none of which made any sense to her. Turn right at the Gen sign. That's G-E-N, Gen. Turn right. This corridor was painted in black and yellow stripes, the universal sign for caution. At the end of the corridor was an iron door marked with a high-voltage warning sign, two crossed lightning bolts, and the words, Danger, Generator Dynamo, 500,000 volts. Oh no, Jet, what should I do? The crow, surrounded by his goons, had caught up with her. Danger or no, Cassie had nowhere to go but through the door. Seize him! Cassie pushed open the door and ran into a large area like a factory floor. Massive I-beam girders rose up to a high ceiling vented with dingy skylights. Giant machines and rusted tanks surrounded her. Stairs and ladders led to a network of iron catwalks above her. Jet, those skylights up there are really high. Maybe they lead to an escape. But what if we get all the way up there and run into a dead end? Shoot to kill, sir? No. Killing the Monegrin would be too easy. Put him out of his misery too quickly, huh? First, 
I'm going to torture him. And I'll start by torturing that filthy black creature he keeps as a pet. I'll skin it alive before his sobbing eyes. <laughs> they say cats have a knack of doing the very thing you least want them to. If there's a cat hater in the room, the cat will zero in and jump in their lap. Was that the instinct behind Jet's impulse to leap out of Cassie's arms? Jet suddenly appeared on the catwalk right in front of the crow, her bright green eyes seeming to look right through him. Why, you stinking, wretched, miserable! The crow lunged for her, but Jet dodged him and landed smartly on the catwalk's narrow railing. The crow charged at Jet with such rage, he tripped, fell down a set of stairs, and tumbled through the open side of the catwalk, plummeting four stories down, and landed on top of a live generator. The crow was flapping like a fish out of water, bouncing on top of cables, his skin bubbling black and crisp, smoke venting out of his mouth like a hog roasting on a spit. Next, now that the strangers were foolish enough to strike at the crow, his loyal icemen will make them pay. But what they don't know is that Cassie and Quintilianus still have a few surprises in store. <laughs> <laughs>